Welcome to another episode of the Zay Play Podcast. What's up, team? Y'all know what it is. These are opinions, not facts. They are ideas, not solutions. So if you don't want to listen, then don't. Boom. All right. We got a little bit of sports on the table today, and I know y'all going to be mad at me. I'm sorry, but the TV episode, mini episode, will not be dropping till Friday. I know y'all is excited. I know the team is excited to watch some film to get down in the, the, the dirt, but not yet. We will get to the film here pretty soon. Um, let's see what else we got on the menu today. Some philosophy, some music, and yeah, that <clears throat> should round it out. So lock in, settle in, you know what it is, 30 minutes of speech. All right, let's get right into it. All right, let's jump right into it. Sports. Now, I do not like to show my disposition very much, but I am disappointed in the United States uh, national women's soccer team. Disappointed. Do you know how rare it would be to have a three-peat in the World Cup? 12 years of dominance? This was the time to do it. I don't think they took it seriously. enough. If I'm being honest, they... Oh, my goodness. 12 years of dominance could have been achieved. An actual dynasty. You want to talk about a dynasty? Oh, my gosh. It would be the United States national women's team. But they failed. They didn't even make it out of groups. They didn't even make it out of group stages. And do you know how big this country is? This country's huge. Are you telling me we didn't have better players than some of these old, used-up players? Some of these, some of these kids haven't even graduated college. 2018, 21, 22? Stop. You're telling me you couldn't find in this whole country two 23-year-olds. That could play better than an 18. Come on. I don't know what this coach was smoking when he drafted his team. He must have thought Lindsey Horan was going to carry the whole team. Because, yes, she's a beast. And Alex Morgan is a beast. But they can't do everything. Oh, my gosh. Finishing ability. Focus. Um, I mean, we had good build-up play, but... Oh, my God. I'm just so angry. Come on. But maybe it's best that we went out in groups because some of these teams coming out into the um, uh, semifinals and the quarterfinals is not a joke. France is not a joke. Okay, England, not a joke. Japan, Spain, not a joke. Okay, Netherlands, not a joke. 
So there was a lot of vicious fighters coming out, but oh my gosh, man. I should have known after that Netherlands game, the not really the Netherlands game, but after that tie in Portugal, should have known that this team was not up for it. You got to put goal, balls in the back of the net, yo. Ugh, lost in PKs. <sighs> anyway, my money's on France. The, the, the way they do soccer there, their understanding of the game, it, it's on a different level than most of the world right now. There's a reason why their men's team made it all the way to the finals, and their women's team is likely going to do the same. So, yeah, there's that on that. Um, what else do I have here? Messi. I mean, what else? What more is there needs to be said? It's messy. Dominating. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> Messi's dominating. Um, then you have NFL's coming up. Um, I'm a Bears fan. Y'all might know that, might not. And let me put it this way. It's not that I don't have faith in Justin Fields. It's it's just that look at who he's going up against. You got niggas like Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe, jo- Joey B. Like, come on, bro. Like, these top dogs out here. I mean, even Kirk Cousins is not a joke. You know what I'm saying? So, ugh, I don't know. It's not looking good for Justin Fields. At least we're in a chill division. Um, but I think the Chiefs are set to to be monsters. I think who else? The Bengals are always in it. The Bills are always going to be in it. Got to look out for San Francisco. Um, the Chargers are going to make some noise. And yeah. It's going to be an interesting season. And can't can't cut out that boy from the south. Uh, Jaguars boy. What's his name? With the long hair. That boy can play too. That boy's not a joke. He's, he he knows what it takes to win. So I wouldn't mess with a lot of these, these mofos. They came to play. Um, but... Yeah, that's about probably going to do it on sports. NBA isn't going to come back for a minute, so I'm chilling on that. But got an exciting season around the corner. So, yeah, that's that's me serving it up, team. Music, music, music. Some music came out. (sighs) Wasn't actually a bad week for music, if I'm being honest. Look. Go listen to the Black Sopranos album. I don't know if y'all heard me right. Go listen to that album. Okay? They're going to get Artist of the Week this week because they went crazy. Not only that, but Marlon Kraft put out a solid album. Props to him. Paige Kennedy put out an album. Not my favorite artist, but it's an album. And then my boy Corday. Corday. Uh, song of the week. Let me pull it up. Ooh, he put some heat out there. I know he uh, previewed this song on his story and stuff, but uh, 
make up your mind. That boy Corday spitting. He going to be here for a while. He's a problem. Y'all going to have to deal with him. Y'all going to have to deal with Corday. Okay? Um, but that Black Sopranos album, man, slapped. Weight Watchers slapped. Don't be sleeping on the East Coast, man. The West Coast been lacking. East putting it up, y'all. Putting up numbers on the board. And, uh, yeah, but speaking of artists, y'all heard about Lizzo out here calling people fat? Mm, mm, mm. You would expect better from someone who we see as a role model. It's kind of funny, though, because people have been waiting to cancel her. They just can't wait. They, no one, people don't like Lizzo. People don't like Lizzo like that. Um, It's just that her supporters are loud. Her supporters are loud. And people don't want to be a bully. You know what I mean? People don't want to be a bully. And, uh, yeah, I guess as soon as she does something wrong, it happens. Like, they were going to jump on her anyway. So, do I feel bad? Not really. She kind of brought it on herself, especially if this is true. I mean, when you're put in this position, I guess you're... Everybody makes mistakes, but she's in a position where her mistakes need to be covered up. She didn't do a good good enough job doing that. She thought that because she was giving uh, bigger people a chance that they wouldn't have feelings. Turns out they do. So, you know, sucks for her, but... Hopefully she learns from her lesson. Um, someone who's not going to get to learn from their lesson now. Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez. That boy got 10 years. Oh. 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 That boy got 10 years. Which means we ain't seeing him for at least five. Oh. 10 years. That's brutal. It's brutal. And you know Meg going to get blowback too. I don't know why she been so quiet, but they going to come get her too. Ten year, black man got 10 years for something he claims he didn't do. I mean, that's just uh, culture and politics right there a little bit. But, oh, that's brutal, bro. 10 years for a party mistake. I thought five would be okay. Out in two and a half. You did your time, but 10 years. Woo! They got that boy. They got that boy. Um, now, I know y'all is sick of me talking about this. I know y'all sick of me talking about this. But, hey, they're going to have to do something about Tate. I'm sorry. He he's free in Romania. That's a lot of mobility for someone that they supposed to have an iron tight case against. I'm just saying. I don't know, maybe this is to give him his ups before they lock him away for a long time, but ooh, that boy played. He playing, yo. He playing the game. 
But yeah, I just wanted to give a little update on the culture. It kind of seems like this, okay? The gender war-ish, the kind of dating topics has kind of died down. I don't know if maybe the Barbie is kind of the culmination of that. Maybe it kind of solidified certain things. I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't seen that movie. But uh, it seems like the dating wars has, has chilled out a little bit. Maybe because it's summer, you know, people are single, um, not yet cuffing season. We will see. But the dating dating wars has kind of chilled out. Um, I think after COVID, people are hungry, trying to see what the new normal is. Life has changed a little bit. So it's, it's pretty interesting. But um, yeah, I just, uh, just want to hit the music and culture there real quick. Keep you all, you know, up to date. See, you know, what's going on. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Is there's anything really batting up against the cages that I need to know about? And there isn't. So, yeah, it's going to do it for this section. All right, let's get into question of the week and some philosophy, y'all. So question of the week last week was, do sometimes the previous circumstances, no, do sometimes the outcomes define previous circumstances? In the sense that if you're in a neutral situation and you end up winning that situation, um, does, does that mean that that, situation before was not neutral or like and vice versa and i would say this is a case of framing right so uh, i'll say this right because this kind of i'll pair you what i personally believe and then i will kind of do the general dance so when you're in a circumstance it is what it is But as humans, we're very bad at recognizing certain things that would affect an outcome before the outcome has been seen or shown. So oftentimes we we may think, oh, like as in hindsight, this was this outcome because of this outcome, this situation was advantageous, but it's actually always the reverse because you are in an advantageous uh, outcome, because you're in an advantageous circumstance, you got an advantageous outcome. It's never neutral uh, circumstance into advantageous outcome. <clears throat> um, neutrality ultimately is very rare. And if you were in a neutral circumstance, chances are it's impossible to get any advantages because it's a neutral circumstance. So do the outcomes define the, or can they define previous circumstance? The answer to the question though is actually yes, because we're human. So because sometimes it is impossible to know whether your circumstance is advantageous before you see the outcome, some outcomes in a human perspective do define the circumstance. So that's how I would answer that question. And now I would like to pose a very difficult question. Very difficult. Is it better to be principled 
or to be able to adapt. Think about that. Is it better to be principled and to be able to stick to one thing or is it better to adapt? You can kind of think about it as would you rather be someone who can handle anything or be someone who is really, 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 really good at one skill, but is kind of rounded out in the others? Is it better to be an all-arounder or to specialize almost? So really think about that one. Really think about that one in the modern world, in your position right now. Does it fit your personality? Because I'm, I'm going to do a pretty deep dive on that one uh, next week. So yeah, that's, that's going to do it for question of the week. Now we're going to dive into some general philo. Gonna start off with a little bit of dating philosophy here, just a little bit of you know diving into the depths. I'm gonna try to see. Let's let's look at the. Let, I want to start out. We'll we'll start here. Single versus relationship. Talk about two different worlds. When you're single. The amount of invasive thoughts you have to worry about is pretty insane. The Just the way, I'll put it this way, you don't have to worry about them. But if you're single trying to be in a relationship, you do worry about them. How you look, where you're going to be this weekend, having to go up to talk to someone, yada, yada, yada. Ugh. You would think it would be the other way. I guess maybe some people feel it's the other way around. But in a relationship, the pressures are way different. I would say they're more intense, but they're way different. And there's less number of them. But when you're single, it's like you're on a shitty ride, dude. The ups are never too high. The lows are never too low. But there's just so many curves. It's just you're getting thrown around. It's just ugh, it's just not a good time. Ugh. Not my type of feng shui, but uh, relationships, I think you're just in a better state overall. I think if you were to rank the states, um, being in a relationship is better than being single. And I would even say that for girls and guys, it goes both ways. Being in a relationship is just a better form of, of humanity, which brings me to my second dish theory, which questions get ready for this chemistry versus compatibility okay let's define some terms okay chemistry would be the spark the oh my gosh the the butterflies the the combination of not just looks, but their attitude, their swagger, their kind of essence that draws you towards them. And that, that would be chemistry. Compatibility is how long you, how well you get along. What do you like to do things together? Do you have the same type of humor? Can you live together? Do your lives align? And I'll say this. You need both, but in different ways. 
if there is not some baseline of chemistry, especially, it, it needs to almost be lopsided. If you both, first off, it's very rare you're both going to be as ki- like chemistry, co- like uh, we'll go with this, chemically attracted to each other the same amount. So the person who feels like they have the most chemistry is the person the person who feels like the who feels less chemical attraction needs to be less needs to be more compatible. They need to understand the compatibility side more. The person who feels the most chemical attraction they don't have to be as compatible. Okay? Hopefully you guys follow that. It's because the person who feels more chemical attraction, they're willing to care less about the compatibility part. It makes up less of the relationship for them compared to vice versa, right? So I'll, I like to think girls prefer that sort of chemistry, that sort of spark. That's why you hear a lot of relationships ending is because there's no longer that essence, that pull. And so I think it needs to be kind of that way for, for the best relationships. When it's the other way around, um, I feel like it's not bad, but it's just my like general conception of it is that Guys usually um, don't care as much about the chemical because it's it's kind of in like innately put into us. Guys just are pulled towards girls in general. So in a relationship, it's not as important. We m- worry more about do I actually like you compared to girls who they want. They're not as worried about if they actually like you. But more or less, can I get to this different place with you? Can you pull me into your world kind of thing? So uh, that's kind of where I stand on chemistry and compatibility. If I had to pick one over the other as a guy, if I had to pick, uh, I would want as a, okay, personally, as a guy, I would want compatibility over everything. Like if I had to pick to where. It was chemistry or compatibility with my girlfriend. I'd rather be super compatible and love being around this person than not like them, but always want to be like doing romantic stuff, being around them, having them on my mind in that sort of sense. Um, But I don't know. That's just me. I could be wrong. Um, I think a lot of guys would feel me on that one. But uh yeah, that's kind of where that is. And that, that kind of takes me to my third um, kind of general topic is marriage. Now, I'm going to get to this later, the difference between religion and politics. But marriage, we're going to take this as the idea of being with some one other person, have one primary partner the rest of your life. Doesn't mean I'm not talking about monogamy. I'm not talking just one primary partner picking someone in typical fashion, picking them, raising a family and it working out. Now, I think present day statistics lie to us a little bit 
saying 50% of people end in 50% of marriages in divorce, you could probably tack on another 10 to 15% of marriages are dying. They just didn't get a divorce. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's probably 35, 65 successful marriage. Why that is, it could be because we're in turbulent times. Um, because there's no kind of set structure and the previous structure was not outlined very well to like transition um, into a new age. It could be technology. It could be a lot of things. But um, marriage is going to be tough. Even the way I see my life playing out, right? Like I've met people I definitely loved and probably could have married them. But it couldn't have gone the other way around, right? And I don't think a lot of people who've met me would say, they'd probably say I could have married him, but I didn't love him. You see what I mean there? Like the girls I've kind of been with, it's always been on good terms. But sometimes you don't, it's a weird position to know when someone likes you. So so when you don't know or you don't aren't presented with that feeling, then it's it's likely like the case I'm in. They think you're a good person, but they're not pulled towards you. So you have to marriage to me is more of a decision. You have to meet someone who's willing to sacrifice for you in sort of the same way that you are for them. It's just not easy to find. I also think people get married for the wrong reasons. The reasons why you get married are going to really help determine if your marriage is going to last or not. But um, personally, I think in my life, it might go that way, right? Um I've met a lot of girls that I feel like I love, like loved, but also probably wouldn't have been good to marry. Well, they could have been good to marry. Like marriage is complicated, but there's some girls who didn't didn't want to get married. So the way I like, it's very possible I live my life in. I've always wanted a family. That's my personal thing. Um. Like, I love kids. I love the idea of building something and establishing a foundation and just being an anchor point. But if I'm being honest, there is a the more I grow older and the more I interact and the more relationships I have, even though sometimes being a foundation is a lonelier thing than you think. Sometimes people are meant to build off of you and they're not going to build with you. When you think of a foundation, right, you think of a single level, you think of one thing, you don't think of things working together. So it's just it's just something I'm opening my mind up to because the idea that marriage is a successful Operating stance, just uh, it's it's tough, it's tough.
But, you know, I wanted to touch on that. And I also wanted to touch on, you know, I might round it out here. Um, Politics versus religion. Specifically in the idea that there's a reason why they separated church and state. And it's because religion will always be emotionally charged. You cannot have sympathy when it comes to making the law. There is no sympathy in justice. You need to have cold logic. And cold logic is actually a more even battleground than emotions. Trust me on that. Um, and I'm going to touch on a touchy topic here. This is a touchy topic. But in the case of, you know what? We're not even, we're not even gonna, we're not even gonna go into that territory actually. But when you make an argument, you need to make sure you're not trying to draw sympathy. It needs to be reason. It needs to be T-charted. You need to have point values. Okay. You want to try to eliminate subjectivity from um, your debates, especially in politics. Now, here's the problem that American politics run into. It is not data driven. Let me say that again. American politics is not data driven. You want to know why? Because there's politics that need the vote of people. People are emotional beings. So the more you can play into the emotion the easier it's going to be to get a vote. Logic is much harder to prove and is much more yes or no. We would not be having two great debates and sides if logic was, if we really understand how to do science and logic. And that is, be, and I'll put it this way, right? The two sides we have, Republican versus Democrat, is kind of like, do we want to make it's not really left or right. It's do we go forward or do we stay still? That's more of the decision. Is it time to move or not time to move? What is the data showing us? Because there is no going back. I'll say that again. There is no going backwards. Which is why as people get older, they tend to lean towards a conservative side or when they're doing really good for themselves in the current world, they need to le- they tend to lean towards a conservative side because they want to protect the status quo. People who are doing bad want things to change. But should we always listen to the people who ended up doing bad? No. But should we be so complacent into if you're if things are going good for you, why wouldn't you want things to go good for someone else too? So we have to be willing and be open to change in different things, but it, it's not easy. So I, I just wanted to touch on that. People get too charged about uh, politics when it should not be an emotional thing. It should be logical, um, no matter how you want to see it, right? Um, I'll put it this way, right? It Was it the right thing to do to free the slaves? Yes, it was. Now, are you going to ask, was it logical? Yes, it was. Because you have to look at it in – 
because human science comes into it too. Sociology comes into it too. Revolts are a thing, right? If we could have avoided the civil war, it would have been best for everyone. Do you see what I'm saying here? But we had to fight to figure out where to go. And oftentimes when it comes from moving forward or moving back, we're 40-40. And that extra 20%, um, it's usually 40% logic to go forward, 40% logic to go back. That extra 20% we use to make the decision comes from emotion. And that's not good. It's not always right. And people try to show the emotional side of of uh, slavery and segregation to try to rile people up to want to make a change but and that definitely played in, into an effect but it never would have got there if there was not logical arguments if there was not um debates if there was not um good logical points so you you have to remember that when you go into politics it's going to be 10 percent um well i'll put it this way it's going to be 20% emotion, 80% logic is what you need to go for. Very similar to how I say you want to show 80% in yourself and keep 20% in yourself. Very similar in that fashion. So I just wanted to, you know, I'm going to round it out there with philosophy. I kind of hit y'all with a lot. Kept it a little bit more structured today. Kept it a little bit more structured today. So, you know, so shout out to me. But, um, yeah. It was a good, uh, this week, uh, I'll get a little personal. This week was actually a lot better for me. Um, settled into some things, got to go see a good friend, um, thought about some things. So, you know, getting things on track, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, you know what it is, team coach got to pop in say, what's up? Hope y'all are doing well. Look, aim it, don't tame it. Keep that negative energy going in the right direction and get 1% better, 1% better in anything. Just get 1% better, improve, improve, improve. All right. This has been a great podcast. This is Zay out.